Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Fans, are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan, Brave the Wild, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today. Well, it's been a couple weeks since the season preview. Hope you enjoyed it. Been a couple weeks since the season started. A week's worth of games in terms of seven games, uh, if you kind of get what I mean. A couple of... Uh, couple of days off in between, blah, 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 and of course my busy schedule doesn't allow me to do weekly shows yet until the fall cleanup season is over, as we're just about to enter that in November, so be aware of that, there'll be odd days, rainy days and Mondays and all that type of stuff is when the show will come out, after that it'll be regular on Thursdays, usually starting with Thanksgiving, which is tradition, I always start the show on, I always record on Thanksgiving Day with Brave the Wild, right in the morning while all you are getting ready to do uh, your turkeys and all that good stuff, so just indications on where the show is headed, like it always does every year. So nothing's really changed. Something's changed a little bit. Well, I mean, certain things are the wild. You see some of the similar tendencies, but uh, now we're like losing every game. And the Minnesota Wild start off the season one and six. How quaint. Uh, yeah, one and six. How quaint. And then uh, something that's even more quaint is... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Bruce Boudreaux and uh, Jason Zucker. Nothing necessarily between them yet, but maybe there is because Jason Zucker comes out after the most recent game getting shelled by the Montreal Expos four to nothing. I just called them the Montreal Expos because the Washington Nationals are in the World Series for the first time ever and stuff. Uh, the Washington Senators used to be the Twins, and yeah, that's been a long time since they've been in the World Series, so good, good luck to them. I'm actually rooting for them. But let's get to Jason Zucker instead. Uh, I'm, it's just You just want to think about something else right now. That's how bad it is. Jason Zucker's quote is, I think, I think more than a meeting is going to have to jumpstart us, to be honest. And, of course, a meeting is paraphrasing from Michael Russo. And the article is Wilderness Talk, Wilderness Walk, per, per se. Um, it's going to be each individual guy from Bruce on down. Bruce has got to be better. We've got to be better. Everybody's got to be better. That's it. Bruce has got to be better. Bruce on down. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. So, calling out the coach, are we? Well, that's cute. Uh, yeah, I, 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 
oh, okay, that's great. At the end of the day, you look at the Minnesota Wild. I mean, is this what Bill Guerin is saying right now? What a bunch of schmucks. Because that's what I'm saying, and I think a lot of you have been saying it as well. Maybe some of you that are a little bit more loyal, this and that. You know what? I'm a loyal fan. I've been a fan since the inauguration. And the inauguration wasn't even that long ago in my eyes. To some of you, it's like ancient history. 2000s, a long time ago. But it, to me, I was already a young adult. But uh, point made, I mean, uh, is, it's okay to say they stink right now, isn't it? And some of us are okay with it because let's get that draft pick. Yay. Uh, unfortunately, again, you got the lottery, so it doesn't guarantee you anything. But... Well, if we can get in the top five, that'd be nice. Uh, Michael Russo and others, including Lou Nanny and such, have been talking about it's a really, really, really good draft coming up. Prospects are incredible. So if we can get in the top five, pretty good chance Minnesota can add yet another good piece here. As the Minnesota Wilds' future looks decent, but it looks decent. <laughs> but <laughs> what's the theme here? See, I'm not going to come out here and review game by game by game right now. Plus, it's been seven games. That would take forever. And that might bore some of you at the same time. Um, we're looking at things here as it's like a state of the wild in a sense, just uh, how we are. And in some ways, it's a better way to do the show that way anyway, rather than just review game by game by game. Some some shows that go into the games more in detail, other shows that go into this side, like just the general state of the team, certain players, this and that. But it doesn't look good at all. Uh, Jared Spurgeon's putting up four points, but he's not been the same. I mean, him and Brodine have been nothing less than a disaster of late. They've not been good. I don't know what it is. I'm confused, actually, by that. Marcus Foligno, and yes, Marcus Foligno, is one of your leading scorers. Brad Hunt is one of your leading scorers. God bless Brad Hunt. He's been wonderful. I love Brad Hunt, and he's been he's been really good in all that good stuff. Uh, four points for Brad Hunt in the first seven games. Two goals. I mean, hey, not bad, eh? We've had an unsung hero named Victor Bleepin' Rask, who's actually been pretty good, and then he got hurt again. Uh, lower body injury, whatever that is, so that's great. Yeah, we know. Lower body injury, and you better be careful. Don't be talking about it. Oh, wait, yeah, Paul Fend is not the GM anymore, so maybe we can be a little more generous on that one. Um, but here's the thing. The old guys look old, and the young guys look like they don't look good. Jordan Greenway's not real good right now. Zach Reese looks old, but he has scored two goals. Yay, that's good. Dumba's got the rocket shot back. It's been good. It started. He started off the season great, but he's made some of those mental lapses that he did earlier. Koivu looks old, and he's got two assists. Brodine looks awful, and he's got one assist. Gerald Mayhew brought in to rescue things, and of course he scores a goal very late in a 4-1 game, so we made it 4-2, to two and, and yeah, that was nice. I like Gerald Mayhew. Jerry Gerald Mayhew. He looks wonderful. Um, I think he deserves to be on the Minnesota Wild. But interesting situation. Now, Nick Steeler's never been the same since the potato situation. Matt Zuccarello looks like Matt Zuccarello looks like he's just okay, and he's pretty expensive. He's looking pretty expensive and stuff. I don't know why. Oh, why, Paul? Why were we trying to tank secretly? Were we secretly trying to tank even in an era when tanking is not as easy to do? Uh, you've had some guys who've stepped up and looked okay. You've had some guys look like horse bleep. I'll try to keep this somewhat family friendly. Devin Dubnik's been well, you know, okay, you want to say it's not his fault, and it just generally isn't his fault. Okay, it's not his fault, necessarily. Especially the forwards. Defensively, the wings, the forwards, the top six, the top six, the bottom six, this six, that six, the middle six, the six, 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 whatever the hell you want to call them. Okay, I shouldn't go that far. That's kind of bad. It's been awful. I mean, the defense in front of Dubnik's been bad, and I don't think Dubnik's not I don't think he's been that great either. And if I'm Bill Guerin, Devin Dubnik needs a change of scenery. 
Yes. And it's not because I hate Devin Dubnik. It's because he needs a change of scenery. And because you can get a lot for this guy. You're not going to get a whole lot for Jordan Greenway right now. Uh, Luke Cunning's been good, but not great. Again, Victor Rask's been a positive, per se. He can just go all over the place. Suter, he's been he's been one of the few guys with the points. I mean, your top three leading scorers are defensemen, and your next guy is a fourth liner in Marcus Foligno, who's moved up into other lines. It's gotten kind of weird. Foligno's been on the top line and the second line on occasion because that's how bad it's been, because Bruce has to be better. That's why. Bruce has to be better, Jason. Bruce has to be better, Jason. That's right. No assists, but two goals for him. One of nine people, basically, with two goals, and that's it. And everyone else with less. Kevin Fiala, whatever, you know? I mean, God bless him. You see the flashes, but you don't see the results. I mean, you know, I could dribble between my legs all night, but miss 15 shots. I mean, yay, I'm great. I'm a great player. You know, that's kind of what it's like at this point. I'm just comparing him to a basketball player, I guess. Euleric Tanek has been solid defensively. He's had chances, but he hasn't finished. Eric Stahl looks like horse shit. Okay, I said it. I swore on the show, okay? Eric Stahl looks like crap. And, well, I don't know. What are you going to get for him right now in a trade? He's minus 10, one assist. He looks slow. He looks old. This team not only doesn't have a top-line center, we don't have a second-line center right now. We don't. It's like third- and fourth-line centers. I mean, Luke Cunning can play center on occasion, but, well, you have, like, two right-wingers on the whole bleeping roster. So he, you, you better put him at right-wing. Ah, Lord, it's uh, off to a crappy start. The only good part is, again, you got hope. There is hope in the grapevine and all that. There's hope down the pipeline. <sighs> Kirill Kaprizov will be on the Minnesota Wild at the end of the season. I mean, I'm making that prediction. It's not really a brave prediction at this point. Uh, he's saying he's going to be in the NHL next year. Um, Pavel Bonnet, one of my great friends out there from the Czech Republic who posts on Minnesota Wild Global, and, of course, MNW Prospects, a site we're both a part of, along with Justin Back out there. Great guy. Those guys are wonderful. They post and they keep up. I'm not, I, I think they listen to the show still. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, it's up to them if they want to. But there's hope. And, yes, he's been posting about uh, him being Pavel Bonnet. He's been posting about, uh, again, Kirill Kaprizov, through Russian translation, has basically been saying, I will be in the NHL next season. I will be in the NHL next season, which means, yes, Minnesota. He's going to play for the Minnesota Wild next year. So you have that, but who's going to get him the puck? We'll see. Uh, The talk is just maybe his center over there in the KHL will be joining him in the trip and and becoming a member of the Minnesota Wild, and I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, A lot of the prospects have been doing really well. It's just the current NHL roster, not so much. Uh, Not really. Um, I honestly think Carson Soucy's been pretty solid. He doesn't put up offense for anything, and that's, it is what it is. He's a plus three. I mean, he's kind of a quiet diamond in the rough, kind of hiding underneath everything as he's a bottom pairing defenseman in the National Hockey League, but he's been pretty good, and I think he's been better than Nick Steeler so far. Like I keep saying, Nick Steeler's not been the same since the whole Batetto situation last year. That just, it's sad. What What's what's going on? I love Nick Steeler. And it looks like uh, a guy that was his counterpart there, a fellow left-shot defenseman in Iowa, is uh, looking a little better than him right now. So it just kind of is what it is, both of them playing for Minnesota teams, of course. Minnesota Duluth in Carson Soucy's case. Unfortunately for him, his last game, they lost in the national championship game. But uh, ultimately, they've been uh, fantastic ever since. They have been the Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. Uh, Ryan Hartman's been adequate, but then he made a dumb mistake in a recent game here against Montreal. Uh, Toronto, pardon me. Ryan Donato is awful so far. 
and people are saying he's just a bottom six guy in the NHL. A lot of people are starting to say that now, that he's really not this scorer. He was just aggressive and shooting the puck, putting the puck on net, but there's not a whole lot else to say. He's putting the puck on net, and sometimes it goes in. Yay, that type of thing. Well, I guess keep shooting, Ryan, and that's where we're at at this point. <sighs> with Ryan Donato, oh, who 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 leads the teams with who leads the team with shots on goal? It's Dumba. That's cool. And of course, yes, you know, <clears throat> with that rocket shot, you're going to want that and getting the puck on net. But he's a minus nine. And again, with the way the games have gone, you're going to be minus a lot because the Wild have been losing every game like five to two. That's like the average score, five to bleeping two. That is some, yeah, it's bad. It's some garbage. Um. I don't know. I mean, you look all over the place. Jason Zucker, I mean, the team looks slow. The team looks old. The team looks disoriented. The team looks tired of each other. The team looks disinterested. There, have I said enough now? Did I offend all of you out there that are wearing those, uh, <laughs> that are wearing those forest green and, and, and red shades out there? Mixed in with that, that harvest wheat color. Am I offending all of you, or am I just being honest? I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, we're a last-place team that looks like a last-place team. Uh, well, I mean, one good thing, we have two games in hand with the Dallas Stars, and they're only one point ahead of us, and a lot of people at Dallas going to, like, West Finals, winning the division, being a big part of things, and they're off to a ter- horrendous start. They're 1-7, and seven, so, well, <laughs> I guess it's not as miserable as we thought. Uh, Colorado Avalanche are undefeated so far. They've Well, okay, they actually, they're undefeated in overtime. But they are, they're undefeated in regulation, pardon me. They have one overtime loss so far. Blah, blah, blah. We're happy for them. I hate Colorado. I think everybody does listening to this show hates Colorado, at least for the most part. Maybe there's an Avalanche fan listening just to, for getting, getting a couple of yucks listening to me rant about this team right now. But um, it's too bad. But, I mean, I'm not as pissed off as you might think because there are a lot of pretty good prospects in the system some of them are better than others, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk about them in segment number two and all that. Almost tempted to look at them now, but ah, I don't know. We'll preview a couple of games coming up. I'm not going to go crazy with that either, per se, because it's more of, again, looking at the team right now, because it's not like I'm going to be able to, you know, depending on what the weather is, this and that, and when I'm able to record. It's not like it's, this is a weekly show at this stage until we get to th- around Thanksgiving-ish. Maybe earlier, if we're really lucky and we get done earlier. So... The weekly grind, which is a fun grind, a grind that I love, of this show won't really take place until the cleanups are done, unless I'm really lucky, this and that. So be aware of that. I keep mentioning that. Um, I like Jared Mayhew. I'm glad he's on the NHL roster. I think he's a productive player. He did make a mistake as well down the stretch. That was a kind of a silly mistake, but going after a guy when he didn't need to. But, I mean, it is what it is. He's he's a guy that... Uh, He's a guy that can play in the bottom six and still be productive at the NHL level. So, I mean, I, I agree with Russo. You see it. He was dominating in the in, in on the Iowa Wild. Just been fantastic at the end of the day. So that's the good news. There's certain guys. Now, he's not this future piece necessarily, but he could be a part of this team for many years, per se, maybe along with the Marcus Foligno down in that bottom six, bottom three, per se, on the fourth line. Could be nice, valuable players. Foligno left and, of course, Har- uh, Mayhew on the right side, which is, again, a position of need. Duh. But, um, again, there's not the kind of guys that you're going to have your uh, lead your franchise. They're just glue guys that can really help and be very popular with the fan base. Uh, like him or not, Jared Spurgeon's here for many years to come, and I like him plenty. It's just off to a crappy start. 
Brodeen could be trade bait, but I think his value is dropping after an awful start. And he's had some bad stretches the last couple of years. Generally speaking, though, an above average defense, but we all know that. Parisi's untradeable. We know that. Suter's untradeable. We know that. Where else do you go? I mean, I, I wouldn't trade Spurgeon anyway. I like him. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of weird. You sign him to that big contract and you trade him when he might end up being your future captain. On the last episode, I almost made it sound like he's going to be the captain this year, but that's not what I meant, of course. As soon as Quaid was gone, Spurgeon's probably going to be the captain. Uh, the only other possibility right now that, uh, well, you might end up getting an alternate captain is Marcus Foligno, if you can believe that, because he's, he's that kind of guy. I think he could definitely be an alternate captain at the end of the day, but again... He is what he is. He's not a star. He's, he's a valuable glue guy. But uh, you, you just look at the games, the frustration. Everything's red, except the 2 nothing win over Ottawa where Stalock was good and Rask scored a goal. I mean, it's nice to see Rask actually being a part of things, actually looking kind of good out there, despite his skating is not real good, but he's actually been fairly productive in the short time he's got, gotten to play, other than getting scratched the first four games of the season and now getting hurt. Oh, God, I just can't stand it. 5-2 loss to Nashville on the 3rd of October. 4-2 loss to Colorado. That was actually a pretty good game. But the other thing, the 5-2 loss Winnipeg games like that, 7-4 loss to Pittsburgh. That's just demolition derby right there. That's awful. Um, a lot of these have been games the Wild have been in, but then they have these awful stretches. That's the other thing which has been crazy, like three-minute stretches, and it's like boom, boom, boom. And it's like, okay, well, it's been good, guys. Well, better luck next game. Yeah, we'll get them next time. Yeah, let's go. Woohoo! We'll get them next time. Woohoo! So that's kind of <laughs> right now. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. It's it's crap. I hate this. I hate it. Can I can I say I hate this? Because I do. It's not fun to watch. It's not a fun product to watch at all. With that said, I mean let's pass out the awards, and then I think second segment is going to be significantly larger because we're going to look at the prospects. We're going to kind of look at the upcoming games a bit, but I want to look at the future, this and that. More so than the present, because the present just stinks right now. It's safe to say. The Mike Madonna Award, now again, now we can say that, because he is part of the wild now. I can say that easily. The Mike Madonna Bill Guerin Award. Yeah, he never... <laughs> I hope he never played for the North Stars or the Wild, but he did play for Dallas. Yay. Uh, the award's going to go to Brad Hunt, believe it or not. And, you know, Alex Daylock gets honorable mention. You could even say Victor Rask gets an honorable mention. Who would have ever think that name would be associated with the Mike Bonanno Award on Brave the Wild, but Victor Rask definitely is an honorable mention, along with uh, Alex Taylor, who is solid. Got beat pretty good against Montreal, but it is what it is. I mean, whatever. Um, what, what are you going to do? What the hell can you do, you know? What the hell can you do? It's depressing. It really is. And again, I think Dubnik is a tradable asset. The reason why I'm saying that, again, you're going to get something for him, and Maybe a team like Calgary, who's struggling in the net, but scoring goals like crazy, could use it. Maybe, if, if what if Flurry gets hurt and Vegas wants to go to the cup final, obviously. I, this is a championship type of season for them, potentially, with all those great players. Somebody like that. Maybe Edmonton. Maybe the Edmonton Oilers come calling for Devin Dubnik, the former Edmonton Oiler, comes back to rescue that team as they've been off to a really nice start. The goaltending, I mean, Mike Smith, we'll see. So, we'll see what happens. We're going to actually talk about them upcoming here in a little bit. They've been off to a great start. And I think that's good for hockey. I do. I'm, I'm not somebody who's rooting against the Edmonton Oilers. I'm not a Calgary Flames fan who's like anti-Oilers anti because they're old rivals from back in the day, which is perfectly fine to, to be that way, I would say. Just like I feel that way about Colorado, where maybe someone in another division out there is like, damn, Colorado's good, you know. Well, yeah, they're good, but I don't like them. 
the James Shepard Memorial. Gosh, it's all over the place, but it's got to go to Eric Stahl. He's just, you know, he is a shell of himself. He's Eric Skeleton, man. He's a skeleton of himself. He's a minus 10. He's got one assist. Slower than Sloth and you-know-what. Slower than Molasses in January. Slower than a turtle in a snowstorm. Whatever. He's just slow, and slow. He's not been productive. He looks, he almost looks hurt out there, honestly. Maybe he is, and I, I don't know, but he's not the same guy. It's always the fears you come in when a guy's aging in the NHL. Like Ryan, uh, like Danny Healy went from a guy who was very productive to just nothing. He just went to a complete nothing. It was like, wow, wow, this is depressing. It was really sad. And maybe that's where Eric Stahl is heading. I, I hope not. I hope I'm way off, and then boom, there he is. He's got 30 goals at the end of the year. I don't see it happening right now, though. I don't see it happening. He is not playing. He's not the part right now. And it doesn't help that everyone else is stinking, too. Everyone else is stinking, for the most part, as well. Except for Brad Hunt, baby. With that said, we'll take a quick break and look at the prospects, look at some upcoming games, and, uh, well, look towards the future as best possible. Let's preview a few games here. We'll get to four, I guess, and then look at the prospects and send you off for a little while. Will it be a week? Will it be two? We'll see. But I'll do my best to keep up as possible until the cleanup season is over. It is what it is, but uh, I love doing this show so much, and I'll keep it coming. It's, it's no fun watching the team right now, but still, it, it is what it is, and I, you got to go through this. If you're going to enjoy the good times later, you'll enjoy them much more when you go through these down times and, of course, all those mediocre seasons that were mixed in as well. Montreal Canadiens on Sunday, the 20th of October. A little kind of a late afternoon game after the Vikings beat Detroit, hopefully. Hopefully it's going to be a sports Sunday for us all. Kerry Price recently shut the Minnesota Wild out. Now we get another chance. Uh, I hope Keith Kincaid's in net because he's not real good. But I, I don't know. The Wild had some weird games against Nashville last Nashville, uh, New Jersey last year where Keith Kincaid was hanging around with Corey Schneider. And now they got the other guy, the, yeah, well, just, yeah, who cares? Uh, Shea Weber put the hurt on uh, Eric Sinek in the most recent game. A couple of hundred mile an hour plus shots into Eric Sinek, and he's in a boot. And we'll see if Eric Sinek even gets to play the poor guy. Jonathan Druin got hit in the face with a high stick along the way in that game as well. He's off to a great start. Montreal's actually kind of good this year. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Eh, you know, they're, well, they're scoring goals. And uh, Carey Price is decent. Not great. Carey Price is kind of like, like Dubnik in an average year. An average year, not a good year for Dubnik. Like 2.79, we'll say below average year. Save percentage, 0.906. It's crazy to think he's got almost as many wins as the legendary Ken Dryden. Uh, him being uh, Carey Price, despite such a lame period of hockey for the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, they haven't been Canadians. They haven't been a... They haven't been an NHL juggernaut for a long, long, long time. I mean, they won the Cup in 86, they lost in 89, they won the Cup in 93, and ever since, they've had a couple of runs, but generally speaking, Montreal Canadiens have not been that great. Uh, one of the most memorable places in the history of hockey, they're the Boston Celtics of hockey, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, they're just, they're hockey's mecca, per se, hockey's Jerusalem, so to speak. 
it's it's a it's a bleeping shame that uh, they've been so mediocre over the years. Uh, the Wild had a nine game win streak over this club, so it's always like we're gonna play Montreal. So your eyes would light up like this is cool. I'm I'm excited, and then we get shut out for nothing. So that ended in a that ended pretty quickly. Unfortunately, Mikey Riley, the former Minnesota Wild and Minnesota Gopher, who lost the national championship game to Union, I'm still not bitter about that. Christian Feline, also the former right shot defenseman from Minnesota, also a part of the. Montreal Canadien, uh, one assist in four games for him. Mikey Riley, one, or just let's just call him Mike Riley, one assist in two games for him. Shea Weber, three assists, blah, 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 but the rocket shot is still coming. Of course, Ryan Suter's former defense pair mate there in Nashville back in the day when they won games but didn't win cups. Brennan Gallagher's been a great factor, seven points so far. Max Domi, seven points. Jonathan Drouin, seven points. Talented team. And all that talented team where they can score goals, they give up goals, they score goals, they give up goals, and then they shut out Minnesota because Minnesota's scoring just stinks right now. I don't know. I have a sneaky feeling the Wild actually win this one, though. I, I've got a sneaky feeling the Wild win. Uh, Wild are winless at home, and they have one win on the road so far. Boy, but we've basically hardly played any home games, and we got destroyed by Pittsburgh at our home opener. This is actually our second home game. Uh, the eighth game of the season is only our second home game, so the schedule not very kind to Minnesota. I think, but I think the Wild, in the upcoming games here, except maybe with the exception of the Los Angeles Kings on Saturday night in Excel Energy Center, the Wild might come out of this two and two. I think very possibly this this week upcoming per se, depending on when I'm recording next. It does. It, it's okay. You know, either way, I think the Wild can beat the Montreal Canadiens. I think they can. Uh, it's kind of wishful thinking, but again, the matchup is what it is. Maybe the Wild come out. Maybe they they're all motivated after their ten minute meeting and calling Bruce Boudreau out. Well, either the Wild are going to have at least one good game or it's going to be a absolute bloodbath. And the Wild lose 7 nothing or something, 7-1 to one back in the Darcy Kemper days when he was just awful before the Wild acquired Devin Dubnik. <sighs> Boy, I, I just have a, I have a sneaky feeling it's going to be a good, solid game for Minnesota. Something like a, a surprising game where you actually finally see goals by Minnesota, like a 4-2 to two type of game. I have a sneaky feeling that's going to happen. Most likely guy to score for Minnesota. I'm going to go with Parisi getting his third goal of the season against the Montreal Canadiens. And a 4-2 victory for Minnesota over the Montreal Canadiens on the 20th. Let's keep moving to the excellent, dare I say, excellent Edmonton Oilers. Hey! And again, this is good for hockey. Uh, they have the best power play in the National Hockey League so far. They're fourth in the league in goals. They're 11th in goals against. Solid for Mike Smith. Penalty kill is fifth. They look great. But again, top power play in the league. And... All right, uh, Miko Koskinen, Koskinen and Mike Smith have been shutting people down. They've, it's been a bit of a platoon so far. Uh, Koskinen, 4-0, and 4-0 oh, for Edmonton. 2.21 goals against average. No shutouts for either Smith or Koskinen. Just flat-out consistency. So good on the Edmonton Oilers. And this is not bad. And, of course, Tippett's a good coach. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, he had some major success with the... Arizona actually got them to the conference finals a few years ago. Actually, it's been a while, hasn't it? That was back in 2012. Shoot. God, that was a while ago. I'm getting old. 2012 was seven years ago. It's going to be eight now. Eight seasons ago, per se. My God, I'm getting old. <clears throat> but yeah, he was good with the Arizona team that ended up losing to the uh, <clears throat> miracle Los Angeles Kings that year. They were the New York Giants of hockey that year. <clears throat> the 27, the 2007 Giants. But Edmonton looked awesome. Uh, they're actually getting good goaltending now, and the scoring has been freaking awesome. And James Neal's back from the dead after a, tar- a horrendous season 
in Calgary last year. He went to Calgary. It's like, here they come. And everyone did good except James Neal in Calgary. Everybody did good. I mean, Lindholm was unbelievable. <clears throat> Johnny Goudreau, blah, blah, blah. Monaghan, like Mr. 30-plus goal scorer. It just went on and on. Everybody was scoring for Calgary except James Bleep and Neal. And then he goes along with Mike Smith over to Edmonton. And, okay, it's looking good. Looking good. After a good start. And go Oilers. Go Oilers. Except when they play the Minnesota Wild on Tuesday night. Connor McGretzky, David. Connor McGretzky with uh, 17 points on the season. Wow. In only eight games. Connor McGretzky. Yeah. 12 assists. And Leon <laughs> Leon Messier Dreisettel is doing great as well. Or is he Yari Curry? Probably more of a Curry in this case. <clears throat> Six goals, ten assists for him. Second only by one point behind Connor McDavid. And again, James Neal with nine goals leading the way. A little bit of, uh, yeah, he is just, he's putting the puck in the net. And that's what he's there for right now with the Edmonton Oilers. Darnell Nurse, who scored one of the big goals that killed the Wild last year in one of those afternoon games. Those matinees that were depressing. Pardon me, a sneeze just came up on me there. Thank God for the dumb button, we'll call it. The little equal-shaped dumb button. The Yeah, we'll call it that. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with six points. Still almost a point a game for him. I mean, as quiet as, as that looks. The Wild would take Ryan Nugent Hopkins right now. He'd be leading us in scoring. And he's their sixth leading scorer. <laughs> and he's only 11 points, Dan McDavid, and six points, Dan Dreisaitl. Yeah, that's how good the Wild are in the scoring department so far this year. But the Edmonton Oilers leading the Pacific Division 7-1. and one. They are having fun. Yes, I know. That's really a cute, quaint little uh, rhyme there. I like the Edmonton Oilers an awful lot. Uh, younger brother, Mikhail Granlund, Granlund, Marcus Granlund, also part of things, but he's just a minus two in seven games, and that's it. Adam Larson's only played in one game so far. That's unfortunate for the Edmonton Oilers, who recently beat the uh, Detroit Red Wings 2-1. to one. They're on just a tear. Their only loss this year is to the bleeping Blackhawks in United Center, uh, where you got to hear the Chelsea you know, music and stuff. That's always fun. Oilers will play Winnipeg before they play Minnesota. Not a back-to-back situation. We'll see what happens there. Who, whoever's in that, Mike Smith, Koskinen, whatever it is, Wild are not going to beat the Edmonton Oilers. The Wild are not going to beat the Edmonton Oilers. In fact, I expect something like a five-to-two type of game again. Yes, it's negative, but it is what it is. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be five-to-two, and the Wild stink against Edmonton. With like one cute year along the way, the Wild have stung against Edmonton for a long, long time. Or years ago when the Oilers were pathetic and they had nobody. We'd always lose to Edmonton, or, or we'd always beat Edmonton, per se. Excuse me, that was about that was back in the day. Like, the only way to fix this squeaky machine is oil, that type of thing. And uh, this, this, oil's, this oil's lethal. We're going to lose to the Oilers, 5-2. to two. It's going to be bad. Most likely guy to score for Minnesota. Let's go with Spurgeon. I always go with Spurgeon against the Oilers, and he'd, he'd, he'd better. He'd better score against the Oilers on the 22nd. 7 p.m. Tuesday night, not national TV. And only 30 yeah, that can't be right. Only $34 for uh, the, the cheapest tickets for that game. To see the Oilers? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, this isn't the Oilers back in the day when, uh, yeah, let's just leave that alone. In between the Bill Guerin and such eras back in the day. I mean, that's way back, though. Guerin's going back to the early 2000s now. Boy. Let's move on. Nashville Predators, Thursday night. Again, no national game. The next national game will be the day before Halloween, Wednesday the 30th, Minnesota visit St. Louis, the Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues for the first time this year. And, yeah, that probably won't be a win, but who knows? I mean, I'm just being honest. It's a back-to-back situation, too. We'll be in Dallas the night before. Oof, brutal. That's probably after beating the Kings, though, on the, on Saturday night. 
So, yeah, but we'll worry about that when the time comes. Nashville Predators, they beat up on the Wild pretty bad at the start of the season. I didn't have Nashville doing too great this year. I, I had them making the playoffs, but not doing a whole lot afterwards. I don't think they are going to win anything, but we'll see. Uh, Soros has not been good at all in that he's over three, and he's almost got a he's almost giving up five goals a game. Or pekarini has been great; he was awesome against. Uh, well, he's been good, awesome against Minnesota at the beginning of the season, stopping everything per se. Matt Duchesne, nice addition in the off season. Ryan Ellis, who'd been so disappointing for a while, he's been really good, uh, leading the club in scoring at least with eight assists to go with one goal. Very solid overall roster. Roman Josi. One of the best defensemen in the NHL. Victor Arvidsson, Ar- Arvidsson has been fantastic as well. Almost a point a game. Philip Forsberg over a point a game. You could just go on and on. Um, this team drove us crazy. Ryan Johansson with his stupid uh, his stupid uh, shootout goals where he literally would like stop and not stop. He looks like he's stopping, but he's like just barely sliding across the ice at like .1 miles an hour which is some of the cheapest crap ever. But hey, it's not against the rules, I guess. It is what it is. Uh, Ellis has been good. I think I'm getting it mixed up with tourists, but uh, per se. But uh, generally speaking, uh, Nashville's off to a decent start. They're in third place, which is about where I had them, if I remember correctly. I think so. I had St. Louis actually winning the division. Colorado second, Nashville third, Winnipeg <sighs> missing the playoffs. And, well, they beat the crap out of us, but they have a losing record. Still with eight points, though. Six points ahead of the Wild. Whew! Mikhail Granlin did score his first goal against Minnesota back at the beginning of the season. Matthias Eckholm was a wonderful addition to my fantasy team last season. He was decent, and then he just took off. Um, Mikhail Granlin, four points in the season, two goals, two assists, not dazzling anybody so far. We'll see where he winds up in the offseason or maybe even during the trade deadline. Who knows? Who knows? It depends on how Nashville's doing, but they're doing okay. They're fourth in the league in goals. They're scoring goals. Their defense and their this and they're that. Their penalty kills 28th in the league. I don't see the Wild beating Nashville, though. It's, a, it's another road game, and we never win there. We usually beat them here, usually, but we never win there. It's just it's a rowdy place. It's kind of like a college atmosphere. Don't like the way the Wild play in Nashville. I'm going like 4-2 to two again, 3-1. to one, I don't know. Nah, we're, we're going to score goals. Let's say 5-3 to three type of game. It's going to be a higher scoring game, 5-3, to 5-2, 5-3. The Wild will be in it. They'll give up some cheap empty net crap at the end, and We'll get some dumb penalties, and Nashville will take advantage, and if we get to the shootout, good night, we're going to lose, <laughs> probably. So, Wild will not beat the Nashville Predators, but the most likely guy to score for the Minnesota Wild versus the Nashville Predators. Boy, should I go with Zucker? Should I go with Stahl finally scoring at some point this week? Will Stahl score his first goal this week? I think he will. I'll wait on that one, on which game. <clears throat> if you can get guess, there's only one left. Nashville Predators. Uh, Nashville Predators is going to be it doesn't even matter, does it? It doesn't even matter. Dumba. Matt Dumba's going to score against the Nashville Predators, but the Wild lose the game. Saturday the 26th, moving right along as best we can. Minnesota and Los Angeles, both teams that are struggling pretty badly. Uh, Jonathan Quick is done. This guy is done. He is freaking done. And it's not just because I'm looking at his numbers. I've been keeping up with this team. I've been keeping up, and he, you know, I, and I signed Jack Campbell to my fantasy team because he's actually a solid goalie, and nobody wanted him for some reason. People can't see that Jonathan Quick is complete toast. I mean, the guy is, the injuries took their toll on him the last couple of years, and it's like Nicholas Backstrom all over again, where Backstrom, as good as he was for us, the injuries took his, took their toll on him, and he just couldn't play anymore. And that's Jonathan Quick. I mean, he's given up like seven goals a game, and he was like six goals, seven goals, eight goals. He's just been awful, and they've left him in there the whole time. 
Uh, even Jack Campbell, he's not spectacular. His save percentage is below 90, which is bad. Jonathan Quick, though, isn't even stopping 80% of his shots. Yeah, he, he's done. Jonathan Quick is done. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm being honest with you. The Kings are exactly where they probably should be right now, and I'm not daring to be a jerk. It's just the way it is. They're in last place in the Pacific Division. They're two points behind the Minnesota. No, they're two points behind San Jose, two points ahead of the Minnesota Wild, if you can believe it. A lot of the same guys are there from their cup years. Drew Doughty, Dustin Brown, Kopitar. Kovachuk is playing again. It's just weird to see Ila Kovachuk playing on the Kings. That's weird. It's weird. Like he was out of the league for a while over in Europe, and he's back, and Jeff Carter's hanging around, and Alec Martinez has scored the game-winning goal in the Cup Finals in 2014. And then there's other guys that you don't remember as much, not near, not as uh, memorable. But I think Minnesota gets a, a, a rare win. Uh, the Kings were recently shut out by the Los, by the Buffalo Sabres, pardon me, who've been okay, definitely. The Kings have lost three in a row recently. They get to probably lose three more in a row before they play us. Calgary, Winnipeg, St. Louis, oof. Maybe they'll beat the 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 Jets, maybe. I don't know. But I think the Wilds should take care of business against the LA Kings. And if we don't, boy, are we bad. I think the Wilds are actually going to go 2-2 two and two this week. And as optimistic as that sounds, these are beatable teams, uh, especially the Kings more than Montreal. It's just the Wilds' success rate over Montreal the last, like, you know, X amount of years has been pretty solid. Like four and a half years or whatever, five years. Um, they're still 9-1 versus them, so that, that counts. Uh... I think the Wild beat the LA Kings, though. I, I I think we get the job done. Where they're decent, they're mediocre in the scoring goals. They give up a ton, obviously. If Jack Campbell's in net, though, I think that stabilizes things. But the Wild still can beat this team if somehow Jonathan Quick is in net. Let's have some fun. Let's just have a party out there, and it's going to be a scoring fest. I think Eric Stahl, if he hadn't scored his first goal yet, he will score his first goal by this point. Eric Stahl finally does something, and it's against the Los Angeles Kings, one way or another. And the Wild I beat the LA Kings, final score 4-3, to three, maybe even 5-3, to three, something like that, because it's just a complete mess. Not only is Quick bad, but the guys in front of him are bad. It's not all on Quick, it's just he can't, he's not Quick anymore, per se. He's not. <laughs> Pun partially intended, but not necessary. He's not that Quick anymore. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. So, just, it's an honest assessment of one of the greatest goalies of the last, uh, of this generation, seeing him just completely fall off the map and it's really sad it's really sad uh, maybe he can go to a defensive team and refocus and start over but maybe that would be sometime next year though we'll see if he can refocus and carve out like another year or two of his career and finish strong it's, it's sad because he was just so amazing during those years and even when they weren't winning the cup he was so good still before they started winning the cup I remember him so well doing this show pretty much during his whole career so well, the show goes back to 2008, and Jonathan Quick goes back about about that as well, I'd have to say. Yep, 0708. that was, uh, yeah, so right before he played just a couple games, and then, yeah, so his career basically started when I started doing Brave the Wild. Cool, that's that's an honor, if, I, <laughs> if anything. It's sad, because Quick was pretty good all the way into 17-18, still 2.40 for a team in front of him that wasn't that great, but, boy, in 2012, 10 shutouts. Goals against average under 2. I mean, there's the reason why they won the Stanley Cup, man. <laughs> oh man, and he played. He played, He was. He started 69 games that year. So again, probably a little too much, little too much, and it just took its toll on him over the years, missing games, and after a while, getting banged up. But the Wild will beat the Kings five to three, and Eric Stahl will score his first goal if he hadn't by that point. So with that said, let's look at the prospects. A. 
And as per usual, as we've been doing for the last few years now, we will start off with the Iowa Wilds. Jared Mayhew, Jared, Gerald, Jerry Mayhew, leading the club in scoring, but is now on the Minnesota Wild. Gabriel Dumont, who was acquired in the offseason with Paul, Paul Fenton, still as GM, as weird as that still sounds. That is so weird that Paul Fenton did all the free agent signings, yet he's not the GM. That's just so weird. Uh, five points, 28-year-old veteran. Sam Anas with only one goal, but it's very solid. Four Assists, five points overall for him. Kyle Rao, uh, one of the, really the only semi-major prospect that's up there on the list so far is Louis Belpedio. It's mostly been uh, veterans here. Sam, honest, you could have called him a prospect a couple of years ago when he was signed from the uh, from, from Quinnipiac, but he's just been stuck down in the minors. Uh, his size doesn't add up. You want to see him get a crack on the power play? I think if the Wild continue to stink, why not give him a chance? And obviously, Jared Mayhew, Gary Mayhew, this and that. And of course, because you can't put Sam Honest on the bottom six. He has to be in like the second line or something like that. Be on some kind of a scoring line to be productive because it's just not his game. He's a shorter guy, only five foot eight. Uh, Kyle Rouse, same thing. You know, he's a productive minor league player, but he's stuck down there in the AHL because of the same reason down there. Uh, Louis Belpedio's got four points on the season thus far, which is really nice. Very happy for him so far. He's, uh, after a pretty good training camp, he barely didn't make the team. They chose Susie over him, and Susie's been good. But Belpedio, again, almost a point a game down there in Iowa, and the Iowa Wild off a very promising start once again this season. That's cool. Uh, Colton Beck hadn't done anything. He's an older guy. Three assists in last night's victory. Good for him. Uh, Brennan Mendel been fairly quiet. He added a couple points, a goal and an assist just last night. So he's now at three on the season. Will Biden, nice strong start to the season. Will Bitten, Will Biden, Will Bitten, uh, William Bitten, Will Bitten. <laughs> Good start to the season. Sorry, two goals there. Uh, it's mostly the young guys. Uh, Nick, Nico Sturm is a guy that should be on the Minnesota Wild. A lot of people believe that. And it's just the whole contract situations. You know, if, if Eric Stahl didn't get re-signed, Nico Sturm would most for sure be on the Minnesota Wild right now. If we didn't re-sign uh, Eric Stahl, or per se, if uh, Miko Koivu wasn't back from the injury right away, this and that. It's sad. Um... Right now, Iowa is not the most impressive uh, place for prospects, but they're winning games. I mean, that's the good part. Uh, Sokolov's only gotten in one game so far, and yeah, that's really disappointing. Uh, Matt Robson, very strong start to his uh, AHL career, getting in, uh, losing in overtime. That's all, giving up only one goal in overtime, so less than a goal a game for him. Pretty damn good. Uh, it's too bad. Uh, well, they actually they called it a tie. That's strange, but it's basically an overtime loss. That's what it really is. So. <laughs> Kapo, Kapo Kakinen, if I ever get it right, 4-0 and so far this season, 2.95 goals against average. Ben Stahl had been no shutouts for either goalie, and very happy with the two goaltenders down there in Iowa. I think either one of them could jump in for Minnesota, should Devin Dubnik get traded or injured or whatever. Either one of these guys could jump in and be a nice backup for Dubnik or Staylock, depending on the situation with what takes place. Um, Kapo Kakinen could be a starting goalie for the Wild in the future, but I think Matt Robson could too. I think Matt Robson could be a starting goalie in the NHL. Believe it or not, as crazy as that might sound, why not? And at very minimum, at bare minimum, could be a really strong backup goaltender for many years. I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Matt Robson can do long term. I like his quick start. Uh, I, I know it's just one bleeping game, but whatever. Uh, Nico Sturm has the skills. He's strong. He's solid. I wish uh, wish he could be on the Minnesota Wild right now. Fourth line, third line center. He just, you know, he's a good, solid player. Unfortunately for him, he's a minus five so far in Iowa. So a little bit of a frustrating start for him, despite the success in Iowa, generally speaking. A lot of guys are a minus, which is weird. 
Uh, Mayhew was a plus five. Dumont was a plus five. Of course, they were on the same line and dominating. Will Byton, same thing there. Plus four. But a lot of other guys way down there. Kind of weird. But uh, it's just one uh, kind of one group of guys kind of leading the way, per se. And other guys out there during bad stretches, which doesn't help, per se. Uh, let's look at the nice, solid start for Matt Boldy. Matthew Boldy for Boston College. He's got one goal so far in three college games for Boston College. So he has his first goal so far for Boston College. Huh, 18 years of age. Nice nice future. Really looking forward to what Matt Boldy can bring. University of Connecticut's Vladislav Firstov out of Russia with three points already. Good for him. Good for him. And he's only 18, just like uh, Matt Boldy. In fact, he's two months younger than Matt Boldy. And he's got three points in the same conference there. University of Connecticut. Good for him. One goal, two assists for the left winger. Everybody's a bleeping left winger, by the way. Just like the state, but we'll move off of that. Hunter Jones, second rounder. We're just going to kind of look at a lot of these guys. I mean, I'm looking forward to what you can get here. Uh, Hunter Jones is in the OHL. I thought he was going to be in college, but he still could be. That's just kind of how it goes. They're, they, they're going to go to a college, and then they go to juniors for a while, and that's just how that works. Then they develop, especially goaltenders. Like Matt Robson is an older guy, per se. Uh, off to a solid start for the Petersboro Peets, which is where he's been the last couple of years. 2.57 goals against average. And he's 8-1. Really, really nice start there. Winning like crazy in Petersboro. Adam Beckman, another left winger. Yeah, like 19 billion of those. Very productive for the Spokane Chiefs of the WHL. Not as, uh, you know, just kind of similar to the uh, Everett Silvertips of Connor Dewar last year, who did very well. 13 points, 10 of them assists in the nine games he's played. Good for him. Matt v Guskov, Guskov, OHL London Knights. That's a very familiar name. <laughs> Another Russian. Gotta love that. Five points in eight games. Three of them assists. Keep moving. Marshall Warren. He's also on Boston College, and he's got his first goal as well. Just like Matthew Boldy in the three games. Good for him. Good early start. Another left shot guy, but good for him. <laughs> a lot of people like him as a nice... Uh, you know, like a nice, uh, like like a sleeper per se in the lower rounds of the draft there. Fifth round pick. Nestorenko, Nikita Nestorenko, love that name. BCHL, British Columbia Hockey League. 12 points in the 14 games he's been out there for the Chilliwack. The Chilliwack Chiefs rolls right off your tongue. I, I like it. It does roll right off your tongue. And then Philip Lindbergh, who did well for uh, UMass last season, 1.6 goals against average last year with four shutouts. Very nice as a backup goaltender for the national runners-up. Oh, heartbreaking for them, I'm sure. Only one goal and he gave up three, and they and they uh, they did get the win, did UMass so far. So hopefully, hopefully Philip Lindbergh, the seventh-round pick, can continue to have a strong season for UMass. Philip Johansson, we'll look at him briefly. He has not started at the moment. Jack McBain, another Boston College guy, only one assist so far for so still quiet. The big, the big, big center there. Kovanov's the one to be very excited about so far, but in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So I mean, I wish we could get him to a professional league. Unfortunately, it's still in the juniors, but it's major juniors, damn it. And he's dominating uh, Kovanov. He's been absolutely fantastic. Fifteen points, five goals, ten assists, and only eight games. He's looking to have just a remarkable year. I think he'll get in the hundreds if he's there all season, but. You got to get him to a professional league. Connor Dewar has been, is on Iowa, but has not suited up yet. Ugh, that's that's frustrating. Sam Hentges again off to a strong start. Seventh round pick, another one of those beautiful seventh round picks for uh, Minnesota over the years. This one was Paul Fenton, not uh, Chuck Fletcher. 
three points in only two games, a goal and two assists. He's off to a strong start again. A lot of people see Sam Hedges as actually one of the better prospects in the Minnesota Wild system, and I tend to agree. He's very productive and very cool to see. Very cool. Uh, Damien Giroux's doing pretty well, again, also in the OHL, but it's like, I don't know how excited you can get about the OHL, but I suppose, again, I mean, hey, if, if a guy is getting well, well, well over a point a game, that's good. If they're not, then not so much, where Giroux's way ahead of last year's pace. He had 51 points in 67 games last year. He's already got 17 and only 12, and 11 goals for Damien Giroux. He's actually been off to a wonderful start for the Saginaw, Saginaw Spirit, the Ontario Hockey League, and Boudreaux has also been great. Sean Boudreaux, another guy who's been up to the task as well. Same type of numbers, but uh, similar numbers. Nine goals, eight assists, and only 11 games. Awesome start for him as well. And, and that's a right shot guy. So hopefully he can help out in the future for Minnesota. Uh, Mason Shaw's out for the year again. Another ACL. Uh Absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, Brandon DeHaim is another one. Only two points so far in the OHL, but that's okay in five games. Brandon DeHaim, the former uh, Providence Friar, getting his start in the AHL. He, you know, he's, he's, he, at least he's getting in the games, and that's good. That's really good. And uh, another one, Ivan Lanya has not played for Iowa, and he's no longer on the active roster. So, okay, that's disappointing with Ivan Lanya. I, I don't know where to go with that guy. It's too bad. Too bad. That, that, that draft kind of disappointing, except for Nick Sweeney. Ah, Nick Sweeney, Nick Sweeney, Nick Sweeney. Minnesota Duluth, another one. Three points. Uh, three points in only three games. Wonderful. Two goals already for U of M. U of MD. UMD, par se. I'm guessing this is his last year with UMD. <clears throat> and off to the, I, I hope, AHL he goes. And maybe there'll be some roster spots available, hopefully, in the AHL. It's, you know, there's a lot of veterans there, and they're helpful. But you got to free up some space for these type of guys. Uh, Nick Sweeney, I think, has a future in the National Hockey League. Can't believe he's 22 already. So he, I think it's time for him to giddy up. Uh, maybe he can three-peat with uh, UMD first. Unless the Gophers have something to say about it, and I hope they do. But so far, they haven't. <clears throat> so we'll see what happens with Nick Sweeney. Pretty exciting, though. I mean, Kovanov, yeah. I mean, it's very very much looking forward to Kovanov. Budrias has been freaking awesome. Giroux has been really good. So there's, there's hope for the future. It's frustrating that Connor Dewar, who dominated the WHL last year, hasn't seen the light of day so far in the AHL. Uh, Simon Johansson. Simon Johansson also. That's the other Johansson taken in the draft in 2018 by Paul Fenton. He's definitely been more productive thus far of the two, at least in the points category. He's got five points. He's up to a much better pace than last year. Already already has half the assists he had in 43 games and only nine this year. So, good start. And he's a plus five versus a minus nine last season. Very encouraging. Simon Johansson making some progress. Making some progress. So, yeah, guys like Kovanov and Budrius, guys like that, I just, you know, Kovanov, Budrius, and Sweeney, got to see them in the pros very soon. At least the AHL very, very soon. And, of course, let's see how good Matthew Bolge does. He is... He's a big, 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 big part of the future for Minnesota, boy. I'm telling you. I mean, at least second-line guy behind Kirill Kaprizov at the left-wing position because they're not going to play on the same line unless that's just how we are. Everybody shoots left. Just everybody shoots left because that's how we are here. You know, yeah, that's that's real smart. But uh, Matthew Boldy, hopefully, again, he can pair up with, uh, well, not, but yeah, he, he can be on that second line. Maybe he'll be with Kovanov on the second line or maybe Kovanov really is a top-line center. We'll see what happens, depending on what goes in the draft. Uh, Jack McBain, I don't know. So far, I think we'll be lucky if he's a fourth-line center. Uh, he might be, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. He's not up to a good start so far in his collegiate career. 
uh, already in his sophomore year. But we'll see. I don't hate him or anything. He's just not been productive. That's all. Uh, big physical guy, but not productive offensively. Or Kovanov, extremely productive. I wish he was a little bit bigger, but, well, most of those Russians aren't too tall, usually. On occasion, they are, but most of the time, they're a little shorter, but extremely skilled. So, God bless him. We'll see what happens. Maybe Adam Beckman, third line, left left winger. Yes, a very productive one. We'll see. But WHL, so I'm not superly ready for that. First off is the other interesting one again. We might have a lot of uh, good left shots, left wingers. That's nothing new, I guess, but uh, good, good for them. Good start for first off. First off, he's off to three points. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but there's hope for the future. And, of course, again, going into the draft this year, Bill Guerin, we'll see how his draft class turns out. And we're probably going to be picking fairly high, depending on the lottery, per se. So that's the hope at this point. It's nice to know that there are guys in the system, in the grapevine, and this and that. Well, grapevine. Down the pipeline. That could end up being something someday, including goaltenders, defensemen, everything. So even some centers, believe it or not. Kovanov is the top guy for me at this stage. I hope he ends up being fantastic. We're, we're going to need him in a big way. Simon Johansson, we'll see. Philip Johansson is not suited up yet for Sweden. Must be hurt a bit, unfortunately. Hopefully he can get going, though. A lot of people like his game, but they like his game, like high IQ, solid style, but just not the most productive guy. Kind of an average Joe out there for a 24th overall pick. That's the frustrating part. Thus far for Philip Johansson, the oddest draft pick ever <laughs> by the oddest general manager ever. With that said, I guess we're going to call it a day and pass out the contact details and such and shout-outs and such. I want to thank Vince Germano, who often retweets the show, at Brave the Wild, at Brave the Wild on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash bravethewild.minnesota. That's a strange situation, but do join the Facebook page. Do join the Twitter account if you could. And also uh, want to encourage you to join MNW Prospects, MNW Prospects, facebook.com forward slash MNW Prospects, that is a site I'm a part of. I, I wish I was more active. I need to be. Just sometimes the schedule is crazy and I can't keep up with it as much as uh, Pavel Burnett and Justin Back are able to. But I uh, deeply appreciate uh, being a part of that website. And I just I, I, you know, can't thank them enough for having me on board. At the end of the day, uh, Minnesota Wild Global. Minnesota Wild Global is another website I'm... Uh, I'm proud to be a part of, one of the founding members, per se. Not a, not an admin or anything, maybe someday, but uh, maybe I don't deserve to be an admin on any of these sites, but I appreciate it, and I, I'll do the best I can to be a part of things. Um, Minnesota Wild Global, big shout-out to them. They're kind enough to allow me to post links to Brave the Wild on that page. Um, Scott Cavendish, the founder of that page, thank him very much. Great guy, awesome guy, and now leading the way leading the way, getting that site started up after a Minnesota Wild uh, hardcore was, is no more. Unfortunately, Jim Maddell shut that one down. Not a happy camper at the end there. He was not a happy camper about something. I'm not sure exactly what it is, and I'll leave that as is. It's his business. Um, so just want to thank Scott Cavendish for getting that site started and allowing me to post links to it. With that said, there is multiple ways to get on this show with your voice, which we greatly appreciated. The phone line is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Brave the Wild. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. Please note it is a three-minute limit to that one because it is a real voicemail, per se. Internet voicemail, but it's voicemail. It works, and it will cut you off after three minutes. So be aware of that. The other route is unlimited. It is... 
the audio submission route. Just use, there's multiple ways to do that. Use the free voice recording application on any smart device there is, pretty much. Just click record, you know, press record on your with your finger, per se, duh. And treat it like a phone call, hit stop, save it, and send it to Live at yahoo.com. Live at yahoo.com. Of course, there's other ways to do that. Maybe you have a microphone and a laptop or desktop and use Audacity or whatever other editing slash recording software you have. Save it and send it to the same email, Live at yahoo.com. All this information will be in the show description for copy and paste purposes or whatever else you do. Greatly appreciated in advance. Would love to hear your voice and mine on this show. Would be awesome. Uh, I would then convert the file into an MP3 file if need be, thanks to Zumzar or Converto.com. want to thank those websites for providing a free service if it's a small enough file, which it always is when it's a recording. Uh, they do charge a fee, or you can sign up for membership per se, where you can keep doing it, like a monthly fee, whatever. If you're converting large files to something else, like M4As to MP3s or this to that, whatever it is. Got to give them a free plug because they give me a free service that helps my show. So that's just how I'm doing it at this stage. With that said, hopefully Minnesota steps up. Hope the prospects especially continue what they're doing. And uh, can't wait to see them suiting up for Minnesota. <sighs> can't express my continued frustration with the young guys that should be better. The old guys that shouldn't be here anymore, maybe. You know, I don't know. It, the, the, the young guys that aren't doing anything, Donato, Greenway, Fiala, I just... It's it's depressing. It's depressing. And I think I've made my point. With that said, we'll talk to you very soon. Hopefully not too long from now. I'm not thinking it'll be that long. Until then, take care. Stay warm. Stay dry. Stay this. Stay that. Stay safe. God bless. And we'll talk to you soon.